Well, hello there, and welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thanks so much for giving the show a listen this week, a download. Wherever it is that you are, we appreciate the fact that you are here. The Exam Room now also available in gorgeous high definition on YouTube, so don't just listen, watch and learn. Become inspired. Have some fun with us. Head over to the Physicians Committee's YouTube channel and subscribe. All of that nutrition knowledge, all of that inspiration, 100% free of charge. It's just our little way of trying to make the world a healthier place. So I mentioned the word inspiration, and today's show features a guy who is inspiring tens of thousands of people across the world with his own incredible story, certainly also through his delicious food. You know him as the creator of the Engine 2 diet. He's a former firefighter, a professional athlete, he's an author, and now you can also add podcaster to his resume. Rip Esselstyn, he's going to be here to share his inspiring journey with us. And I have to tell you, Rip is a ton of fun. You know how sometimes you sit down with somebody and you just start talking and before you know it, a half hour has passed by. It just flies by. That's Rip. He's just a guy with a a magnetic personality. He's so easy to talk to. And if you're not yet familiar with his story, my friend, you are in for a treat. You might know his father. Famed surgeon Caldwell Esselstyn, he's a major, major name in the plant-based community. So you would think with that type of pedigree that Rip's been vegan since day one. But that is not the case. Not even close. All the way through college, even when he was there on an athletic scholarship, he's chowing down on burgers, he's eating steaks, he's crushing BLTs, you name it. Meat and dairy, no short supply in his diet. But then something changed after he graduated. There was an epiphany. And from there, everything kind of fell into place. And the rest, as they say, is history. So the plan today is to flip through those history books and find out what was that aha moment for him. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about his time as a professional athlete, and we're going to get into why he chose firefighting as a profession. That's quite the, quite the career change, huh? But we're also going to be talking about the moment that truly set everything into motion for the birth of the Engine 2 diet, that line of products, and why he's now devoting his entire life to creating a healthier society. All of it began with just one guy, a fellow firefighter in desperate need of help. And just as Rip would rush into a burning building to save a life, he did not hesitate to put all of his energy, put it all on the line into saving this man's life too. And now he's going to be doing it all again with his own new podcast. We're going to get into all of that, all of it. But before I do, I wanted to let you know that on Thursday, May 9th, I'm going to be doing a special Facebook Live episode of The Exam Room with Dr. Neil Barnard. Very excited about this. 
You know, so often we get emails from you guys saying you just don't understand why your doctor doesn't know more about nutrition. And a lot of times you're frustrated. You say they're skeptical or even critical of a plant-based diet. So why is that when there's so much research that shows the benefits of eliminating meat and dairy from the diet? Why is it that there's still that skepticism? Those are the questions, and we have the answers. As a little preview, I will tell you that it really begins the day that doctors enroll in medical school, the day that they become pre-med. It's all about what's in the textbooks. Actually, it's about what's not in the textbooks, because there, therein lies the answer. So what can we do to correct this? How can we make sure that this potentially life-saving information gets into the hands of those who need it the most? It's one of our big missions here at the Physicians Committee, and it's something that you, you can help with. So mark your calendars, noon Eastern, Thursday, May 9th, on Dr. Neil Barnard's Facebook page, a special Lunch and Learn episode of The Exam Room. Always so much fun when he and I get together. We always have so many fun things to talk about. And this one, certainly fun and important. No doubt about it. So because we're doing that, we're going to be keeping today's episode a little bit short. You're still going to be getting the full hour of the exam room this week. It's just going to be a two-parter. Okay? But that's then, and this is now. And right now is an extraordinary interview with the Plant Strong Powerhouse. He's fought fires, and now he's fighting to save lives in a completely new way. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rip Esselstyn. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee with the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. My next guest in the exam room is a man who you may not know his name, but you certainly, by golly, probably know his food. He's an author. He's a speaker. He is the creator, the founder of the Engine 2 Diet. With that, we welcome Mr. Rip Esselstyn. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much. Man, what an honor it is to meet you. I feel like just because of my relationship with your food, I already know you. (laughs) And what is that relationship with my food like? It's very healthy. I, w- <laughs> I will tell you that. I am I am a huge fan of your roasted red pepper hummus because yeah. it's not really the only hummus that I found in the grocery store. No oil. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just so good. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. There's not, there's not many uh, hummuses out there, mm-hmm. commercial hummuses that are oil-free. And it's, it's one of the things that sets the whole Engine 2 food line apart from almost any other food line that's out there. I want to get some background on you because you really are a fascinating guy. I pulled up your Wikipedia page, and I don't know if you've done that uh, to fact check it, uh, but everything that's on there is really fascinating. Uh, Your father is the famed surgeon Caldwell Esselstyn. So uh, have you been plant-based your entire life, as much of an advocate as he's been? Oh, yeah. Well, so I, I didn't start eating this way until I was almost 23 and a half. So oh, okay. I graduated from the University of Texas at Austin. And my father, I mean, our family grew up eating you know, meat, dairy, BLTs, you know, steaks, ribeyes, you name it. But that all changed when my father started his research at the Cleveland Clinic mm-hmm. in 1984. And then because I was at the University of Texas at Austin, and I was eating on the athletic training table, I really didn't have 
uh, the ability to, to eat plants strong. Right. And so it wasn't until I graduated and then I immediately started eating this way. And so I've been eating this way now for 32 years and my parents have been another for almost 36 years. So uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you were in college probably more than five, six years ago. So maybe the nutritionist, <laughs> when you were eating uh, at the athlete's table, like they weren't exactly plugged into the benefits <laughs> of a plant-based diet. I'm no, they were, <laughs> no, far from it. No, it was, it was chicken fried steak. It was soft serve ice cream. It was bacon and eggs. Oh no no it was seriously oh yeah seriously if we're oh, yeah. athlete I, I mean like take yeah. take plant based out of the equation or plant strong like take yeah. that out of the equation yeah it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that chicken fried steak and ice cream isn't really going to boost your performance on the field well you know what back in the eighties when I was at school that was not part of the equation wow yeah wow how about that yeah. So you go to school, and you were there on an athletic scholarship? I, I was. Said, swimming. Yeah. Swimming. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's right. I, yeah. We're going to talk about that as well. <laughs> like you, There are many layers to your onions, sir. You, you are a fascinating individual. But then after college, you turn to firefighting. That's, a, that's an interesting career choice. Why firefighting? Well, it, so it wasn't immediately after college. Immediately after college, what I did is I started a 10-year career as a professional triathlete. Ah, right? there we go. Uh, I, mean, I, I was very comfortable in the athletic arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the swimming background. I loved biking. And I was a decent runner. And so I did that for 10 years. And then after, at the age of 30, almost four, I decided it was time for me to hang up the Speedo. <laughs> And the you know and the Nikes and the Schwinn bike and that's when I became a firefighter. There comes a time in every man's life where he must hang up the speedo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I guess thirty four is it. <laughs> but uh, wh- what was the appeal of firefighting? I mean, that's that's such a unique profession. F- most yeah. people would say. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it was one of those things where I, I didn't, as a kid, I didn't dream of being a firefighter, and it wasn't until I started looking. Um, at what was my next move going to be after the sport of triathlon. And some of my my age group friend triathletes were also firefighters, mm-hmm. and they were like, Rip, you would love this. It's like no two shifts are ever the, ever the same. We go out 10 to 15 times during a 24-hour shift. We're doing good deeds. It's like a slumber party, and you're just going out and helping people and saving lives. So I went on some rideouts just to kind of try it out yeah, and just fell in love with the culture, the work. And, uh, and it took me almost three years to actually get into the fire department. Really? Yeah. I found out, uh, afterwards that it is more competitive to become an Austin firefighter than it is to get into Harvard. So when I first applied in 1995, there were 4,000 people applying for 12 spots in Austin. Yes. Well, is it just yes. because the spots are so limited? Is is that what it it's is? It's just it's a great job. Austin has a great has a great reputation as as having a great fire service. The uh, the pay there is is great. They have an amazing uh, retirement there. So it's just highly sought after. There you go. Yeah. The, the retirement always helps. Yeah. Uh, my wife, she's a... <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll save that. She's very big. She's involved in the, in the SAG after a union. So that's always a big one when it's a collection, uh, collective bargaining time. Anyway, uh, that's a whole other podcast and yeah. don't want to go off on that tangent. Firefighting, I would assume, is a macho profession, correct? 
I mean, just kind of on its surface, you would think, you know, you got to be a man's man to be a firefighter, right? Very much so. And I think that the average person, when you think of a, a macho man, you think about burgers and steaks and all of those, you know, just kill it and grill it kind of mentality. Yeah. And yet it was at this point when you're working for the fire department that this genesis for the Engine 2 diet began. It seems so counterculture. Yep. You know, yep. How, how did how did all of that start? No, it's, you're exactly right. And that, that was kind of the beauty of the whole story. It's the irony of a, bench, a bunch of Texas male firefighters in the land of beef right. that decided to give it up and start eating, you know, what I call plant strong. So a whole food plant-based diet. Um, and it was it was a uh, it was really just a, a, a little bet to see who had the lowest cholesterol level that led to this discovery mm-hmm. that one of my firefighting brothers, who I'd been working with for six years, um, his cholesterol came back and it was three forty four. We promptly found out that he had this horrendous family history of men and his father dying before the age of, of fifty one. And uh, and so he was spooked. He was je- he'd never seen his cholesterol over three hundred before. Yeah, it's big, right? And uh, and so that was that was the the impetus. And the next thing you know, you know we're we're all of a sudden we're getting press, we're getting media, and we're we're the, the plant strong firefighters at Station Two on the C shift. So did you call up your dad and you're like, hey, dad, you know, one of my fellow firefighters, his cholesterol is three hundred and change. Should we talk to him about this plant-based diet? Was he involved in this process, or were you just like, plant-based diet, let's go, man, right now? Yeah, no, we we huddled up around the kitchen table, um, and we just decided really right then, right there, that we would do something about it. And we started started with just doing some plant-strong lunches, and then the lunches spread to dinners, and then breakfast, and then I challenged... Um, this individual to do it for 28 days, not only at the firehouse, but also at home. And then he did that, and that's when his cholesterol dropped uh, 148 points nice. right, to 196. Pretty pretty dramatic. And then whenever my father would come visit me, I would bring him by the firehouse, and he'd meet the guys, and he'd share some of his you know, really extraordinary research that he was doing at the Cleveland Clinic. And the guys were open to this. I mean, these Texas firefighters who grew up with the barbecue and the beef and all of that stuff, like they were, I guess they saw the results, maybe saw the light? Well, they were open to it. I mean, keep in mind, it, it was some of these guys, it took six years, right? Right. And, and it took this this kind of this um, this bombshell of a high cholesterol right. uh, with JR to kind of ignite everybody. But they also had seen me eating this way. They they realized that I was not a shrinking violet. That you know I was, you know I held some of the records at at, at the fire department, and this is a fire department with eleven hundred, you know, firefighters, and I held the uh, the the record on the treadmill stress test and uh, some physical agility um, tests, and I was also at the age of in my late thirties and early forties, I was still competing at a world class level with triathlons, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of the water first on uh, on NBC. So they were like, okay, yeah. Get that national exposure. <laughs> nice. Hey, yeah. so you didn't hang up the Speedos for good. Well, no, not for good, but I hung it up as far as this is exclusively what I'm doing. Right, right. But right. you're right. As I continued to compete. 
while I was a firefighter, almost until 2006. Wow. And I joined the fire department in 1997. During this challenge, those 28 days, were you doing a lot of the cooking? Is that kind of how you, you came to the uh, revelation that, hey, you know, maybe I should start mass producing this food so a lot of people can benefit? You know what? No, it's funny. One of the things that made it so easy was that between Derek and Scotty and JR and, and Josh, these guys were all cooks, mm-hmm. right? And so, and they, and they love getting creative in the kitchen. And so we would alternate, we would alternate who would buy, uh, who would shop and buy for the, you know, the dinner or the lunch or whatever. And then we would all pitch in and help when it came to chopping and prepping all the food. And then of course, cleaning up, but the, um, the me- meal time, it was a, it was a real special time for us to bond and the fact that we all took turns cooking was uh, made it that much easier. I have heard that firefighters can create <clears throat> some epic chili. <laughs> I'm thinking like in Texas, yeah. firefighters, y'all probably just, I mean, knocked it out of the park. We do. I mean, there we do, and we, we do, and we oh, did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we we have a we have a three bean chili that's that's in uh, one of my books. I think I have a uh, bad to the bone chili. It's in Plan Strong. I mean, I think every one of my books has a chili. Right, right. And it's so it's so fun to make a fantastic plant based, wholesome chili. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. You don't you don't need the meat. Not no. not for one second. You, you don't miss it. You no. really don't. No. Um what when did you decide to leave firefighting and do uh, engine two full time? Well, so that was in two thousand and nine. I so I I wrote Engine Two. It came out in February of two thousand and nine. And then a couple months later, I, I got a very, very flattering invitation from Whole Food Market Stores mm-hmm. to come be a health eating partner with them and to develop this line of, of food products, to host uh, medical immersion programs, and then also to be this health eating ambassador of sorts, going yeah. around spreading this message. And um, <clears throat> so that was, yeah, so really it was October 2009, so it's been almost 10 years. Wow. But I, that I stepped away from firefighting. And I'd been a firefighter for 12 years. You love it, though? You love what you're doing now? Oh, yeah. I mean, now I'm just, you know, I'm putting out different types of fires, right? And it's, yeah. it's on a much grander scale. And it's every day, it is, uh, it's extraordinary. You know, the emails that I get, the um, uh, how grateful I am that I, I am privileged enough to be able to help people in, uh, in such a fundamental, basic way as, you know, hey, what are you putting in your mouth? And know that if you can change what you put in your mouth, you can really, in many, many ways, control your health destiny. I mean, that's that's crazy. You still get the itch, though, if you see the truck go by, sirens going. Like, oh. Let me, let me hop on there. <laughs> well, I love st- stopping by firehouses and, and going in, you know, smelling some, the smells, the sights, you know, the, the sounds, uh, the guys. It is such a... It's such a culture, and it doesn't matter if you're in Denmark, Sweden, you know, France, the United States. The, the brotherhood, the sisterhood is it is it is tight. You also, I want to go back to your athletic background for just a second. Mm. Uh, you also participated in the World Police and Fire Games, did you not? I did. That was in 2001, I believe it was did September. Quite, did quite well, if if I understand correctly. <laughs> No, I was fortunate enough that uh, yeah, no, I, I won the gold medal there, there you go. in in that one, and um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> what what all did that entail? 
well, it was a swim, it was a bike, and it was a run. It was a it was a mile swim, it was a twenty five mile bike, and then it was a ten k run. You're the ringer in that, then, man. You like you were yeah. born to do yeah. that, of course, man. You're... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. There were there were some very good triathletes from. I mean, so the thing that a lot of people don't understand is the, the, it's called the World Fire and Police Games. Yeah. And these are people from all over the world. There's 16,000 athletes that come and show up for these games. It's the largest sporting event in the world. That's bigger than the Olympics. Yeah, bigger, wow. than, bigger than the Olympics. So, I mean, I don't know how many triathletes competed in the, uh, in the triathlon. It was probably, you know, several hundred. Um, but... Uh, it was not a slam dunk for me by any wow. means. You know, wow. I, I had to I had to work very hard. <laughs> well, congratulations! Yeah. I, I hope that the gold medal is proudly displayed in your office or at, at your house or something. Real quick before we talk about uh, the Engine Two foods that are available, because there are many of them, and they, like I said, they are daggone delicious. Uh, as a former swimmer, just curious, if Michael Phelps were to have eaten a plant based <laughs> diet, yeah. How many more gold medals do you think he would have won? Three. Three more. He's three. calculated. Okay. Yes. <laughs> three, three more. Yep. Um, you know, Michael. Michael's extraordinary. And when you're, when you're in your you know early twenties, mid twenties, you can pretty much get away with just about anything. Yeah. But towards the end of his career, uh, I I think I mean there's no doubt in my mind that. Eating a, a whole food plant based diet would have helped Michael, as it would have helped any any athlete that's trying to get the most out of their body. Sure, you know, recover faster, perform better, get be their leanest, meanest self. Yeah, and and, and Michael had some real close races there. He did. Uh, he did indeed. Right. That you know, it's the it's it's the difference between you know that Big Mac or that um, three bean chili. Want to real quick ask you. I picked up on something. There's a distinction. You say plant strong. I right. say plant based. You say plant strong. Yeah. What? Talk to me about plant strong. Well, I like plant strong. It's it's like a double entendre. Okay. Right? So people, for a long time, especially in the firefighter culture, think that plants are are weak food. They're not a very manly food. Mm. And so I'm just trying to put an end to that and saying, listen, let's eat let's eat plant strong. And when you're eating plants. They're just they're the probably the strongest foods that are out there. They're not right. weak foods. And we now know that just just the the reverse is the truth, meaning that the meat and the dairy and you know, the oils, these are truly the, the weak and seriously destructive foods right. that permeate our culture. Um, and what they have had is they have had some very, very strong marketing muscle behind them. Mm. Whereas the fruits, the vegetables, the whole grains, and the beans, they haven't, but they are truly the the superheroes when it comes to food. So plant strong. You can eat plant strong, meaning whole food plant-based, and be your strongest, best self. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. I like that. Plant strong. Plant strong. Um, your foods, uh, available exclusively at Whole Foods. Uh, I got to tell you that I, like I said, I love your hummus, uh, your blueberry vanilla granola. Also clutch yeah. as a snack yeah. sometimes for breakfast too. Oh, yeah. so good! Yeah. Do you have a favorite? I, I mean, I would assume that before anything goes to market, you you try it first, right? Oh yeah, I, I test all the products out extensively. Oh, yeah. So you know, right now we have a little over forty different SKUs across twelve different categories. And so, what a SKU means is, so for example, we have <clears throat> um, we have two SKUs 
of cold cereals. We mm-hmm. got, these are the Rips Big Bowl cereals. Right, right. My favorite is the Triple Berry. I just, you know, absolutely adore it. We also have the original that has raisins in it. Um, you know, we've got a, a veggie broth that's got the lowest sodium of any veggie broth out there. Outstanding. Yeah, it's 35 milligrams per, per serving. Most have between 250 to 700 Unheard of. milligrams of yeah. sodium per serving. We have a firehouse chili that um, that is spectacular. It's, it's, it's really, it's our best-selling uh, soup. We also have a Moroccan stew. Uh, we've got. We just came out about a year ago with a line of raviolis. Yeah. Four different. Four different varieties. Um, butternut that are, squash and kale. Butternut squash oh, and kale. So we, we've got. We, yeah. We've got a, a, a veggie, a roasted veggie that's outstanding. We got a spinach and cannellini bean. Um, they are great. We've got a line of burritos, frozen burritos. You just pop them in the microwave. They're ready in about two minutes. And we've got um, three different skews varieties of those. Uh, We've got uh, microwavable popcorn, uh, no salt, no added oil. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. The theme here is so often, you know, people are like, well, I I would go plant strong, except there's nothing grab and go. I have to take all this time and devote to the kitchen. That's not necessarily the case here. Yeah. Yeah. You've kind of taken that out of the equation. Yeah. Uh, Plant stock event uh, in North Carolina coming up in August. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So August 9th to the 11th, we have our eighth annual plant stock. This is two and a half days of plant strong revelry. Nice. We invite, uh, we're going to have about 20 amazing speakers that are coming, including Dan Butner. From Love you, him. Yep. Dan, Mr. Blue Zone. Mr. Blue Zones himself, John Mackey, Mr. Whole Foods, mm-hmm. Paul DeGelder, who is the, uh, the, the host of Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, who had his right leg and right lower arm taken off by a bull shark. He's now 100% plant-based and doing amazing things to just inspire and motivate people. Of course, my father, my mother, all the Esselstyn clan, and, and f- about 14 other incredible speakers but it's located in this mountain it is you know we're in we're in um, harmony with with nature with the food with all these speakers and it's it's a special event and then you also have five-day immersions that you're doing we have five-day uh, immersion programs we have uh, one in june one in october the one in june is in Asheville, and the one in october is in sedona and these are they're medical immersions so we we weigh you and we uh, we do a complete lipid panel on the way in Mm-hmm. On day one, and we do it again on day five, and uh, and you know the results are in the plant strong pudding, and the numbers don't lie, and it's amazing to see what can happen in just five days. And we have about a minute left. You are a busy man because you're also launching, and I love this. You're launching a podcast. Talk to me. That's right, launching the Plant Strong podcast, uh, season one. We're going to be following uh, Joe Inga, a Bronx, uh, a Bronx, New York City firefighter who is grappling with weight, with prediabetes, with alcoholism, mm. just, you know, all the things that so many of us grapple with. And, uh, and so what I do is I am marshalling together some of the most amazing plant-strong doctors, inspirational leaders, and together we are all going to coach Joe wow. and, and, and kind of get him through this sticky period here and in september we're going to be doing a triathlon with joe and and anybody that wants to join us oh i can't wait to hear this yeah this is that's an epic epic podcast right there yeah yeah so it's a really cool narrative uh multi-layered 
it, uh, it should be exciting. And uh, I look forward to having you back on the show because I feel like there is so much more that we could talk about. Like, I want to talk to you more deeply about some of the feedback that you get from people who have read your books, Go yeah. on the Diet, the amazing life transformations that they experience. Um, we just don't have the time to do that right now. But if, you know, as anybody who ever listens to this podcast will tell you, love a good story. We all love a good story. And I'm sure that you have a mountain of them that you can share. I would love to. Thanks so much, Chuck. So I was just texting with Rip and I said, hey, wouldn't it be great if we could give a sneak preview of your podcast on the exam room? Put a little clip out there. He said, Absolutely, that would be fantastic. And so that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Rip Esselstyn here. I want to welcome you to the Engine 2 Plant Strong podcast. In season one, I'm going to introduce you to Joe Inga, a Bronx firefighter who reached out to me to help him reclaim his health that has been spiraling out of control for the last 12 years. In response to this 911 call from a firefighting brother, I have marshaled together some of the most spectacular doctors, athletes, inspirational leaders in the plant-based space. I'm Paul DeGelder. I'm a host on Discovery Channel's Shark Week, uh, Army and Navy veteran from Australia and shark attack survivor. I'm J.D. Roth. I'm a television producer and a plant strong man. Chrissy Roth. I'm a holistic nutritionist, I'm a physical therapist, and I am plant strong as well. I am Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn, Jr. I work at the Cleveland Clinic Wellness Institute. The book I wrote is called Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, and I'm Rip's father. My name is James Wilkes. I'm the producer on the Game Changers film. I'm Dr. Aaron Spitz, author of The Penis Book, a doctor's complete guide to the penis from size to function and everything in between. I am Dean Sherzai, the co-director of Brain Health and Alzheimer's Prevention Program in Loma Linda University. I'm Aisha Sherzai. I'm a neurologist and co-director of the Brain Health and Alzheimer's Prevention Program at Loma Linda University. And, and we're so privileged to be part of this uh, journey with you. My hope is that for every Joe and every Jane that's out there, this season will inspire you and inform you as you too take action and become the plant strong person that you were destined to be. What a concept for a show, huh? And it's one that I'm honored to be a part of. I should be on episode 7, which I think is going to be released on May 28th. So mark your calendars for that. I really cannot wait for that to drop. Go ahead and subscribe to the Plant Strong Podcast. Now, it's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, or you can head over to plantstrongpodcast.com. I want to take a second also to thank all of the new Food for Life instructors who came up and said hi last week. We had a big training session here at the Physicians Committee's headquarters. I had the opportunity to meet them and, and give a few media pointers when they were getting their certifications. And so many of these new instructors, they were listeners of the exam room, and it was so incredibly humbling to get to know them. Some were doctors, some were nutritionists, some are people who have just been put through the ringer, but found that a plant-based diet was the turning point for their own health. 
And now, as certified Food for Life instructors, they can go and they can teach classes and share with the world what they know, the benefits of a plant-based diet. How can it help lower the risk of heart disease? What can I eat to lower the risk of cancer? How can a plant-based diet help if you're battling cancer or Alzheimer's, dementia, high cholesterol, high blood pressure? The list goes on and on and on. And now these instructors, these extraordinary instructors have the knowledge and the tools to teach you everything that they know. These guys are now paying it forward. And if you're not familiar with Food for Life, there are classes being taught coast to coast and around the world. Just hop on PCRM.org to find a class near you and learn a little bit more about the program. Before I go, before I sign off this week, if you have not already subscribed to the Exam Room Podcast by the Physicians Committee, please go ahead and take a moment to do that right now. I'll wait like you. Uh, Maybe you headed over to iTunes or Google Play or Shoutcast. You can find us wherever podcasts are served up. And if you subscribed, I hope you also left a five-star rating and a nice comment. We appreciate it. If you have any questions about anything you hear on the exam room, I encourage you to also pull out your phone again and give some follows on social media. All right, here we go. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Chuck Carroll WLC. That's Carroll with two R's and two L's, the WLC standing for Weight Loss Champion. The Physicians Committee, meanwhile, is at PCRM on Twitter and spelled out this time at Physicians Committee on Instagram. It's also a great place to share your ideas for future topics. You all have so many of them. I got suggestions this past week for shows on how not just to lose weight, but to keep it off. Why does a plant-based diet help with that? And then somebody also requested a show on the effect that a plant-based diet has on your skin. And what is the skinny on gluten? Is gluten good? Is it bad? Those are your ideas that will soon be coming to life, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Brand new episodes of The Exam Room featuring your suggestions coming in the very near future. And last call for this. Last call for this. What are you doing May 10th and 11th? I would love to hang out with you. How about coming to an extraordinary two-day workshop to learn everything that you need to know about getting going on a plant-based diet. Maybe you've been vegan for a while and could just use a tune-up. That's okay too. As a matter of fact, that is exactly what this immersion course is here for. So save the date. May 10th and 11th in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be speaking there. Dr. Barnard, he's going to be speaking there. Lee Crosby, fan favorite on the show. She's going to be speaking there. So many others who you've heard on the exam room podcast are going to be there. So many experts, so much knowledge will all be shared in those two spectacular days. And we would love for you to be there with us. Want to go? Just head over to PCRM.org to register. Also makes a great gift. I know that it's coming up soon, so there are only a couple of seats left. So get yours now before they are all gone. Speaking of being gone, that's going to do it for us this week. Remember, the special live episode of the Exam Room Podcast with Dr. Neil Barnard, that is May 9th at noon Eastern over on his Facebook page. I hope that you join us. Come armed with your questions and ready to learn. 
for everyone here at the Physicians Committee. I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, keep it plant-based. <laughs>